Hi, everyone. Thanks for joining. You have joined RevDive for the maiden voyage. Today, you have myself, Taya Moheiser, and my lovely co-host. I'm Tolliver here. And we are going to be chatting today about the sequestration moratorium that's in place. So a little bit of background for those of you who don't know what sequestration is. Uh, sequestration is that 2% across the board cut to all Medicare payments. And this has been in place for quite some time now. Um, and so there was an extension during COVID that kind of put a moratorium on that 2%. And it was expiring in April. So it just went to vote and that has been extended longer. It's been extended through 2021, which is very exciting. I think um, most of us are, are happy to see that extension, especially um, those of us in healthcare. I know the president of the AMA let the Democrats, the House and the Republicans all know that if they were going to continue to cut Medicare payments, um, especially right now during the pandemic, that it would be an ill-conceived policy. So I think that that resonated with them because they, they did end up extending it, which is fantastic. So Kim, I know you deal a lot with billing and coding, and I'm sure that you have some significant insights on this, but how are you feeling now that this has been extended? Ooh, can I say relieved? I mean, very relieved. There are so many provider organizations who would have been negatively impact, impacted financially by another cut. Um, we already are dealing with volume cuts, right? We're, we're dealing with layoffs and really trying to just keep um, organizations who are providing healthcare services afloat. So a, a sequestration cut right now would have really, you know, been you know devastating. Um, I, I think the other thing about sequestration is all the paperwork that goes along with <laughs> it. <right>? Yes, <laughs> because there's there, there's things that that we have to consider. So holding claims. I I don't know if you remember, but back in the day when oh, those yes. cuts were were you know coming down the pike in in Janu January, that's the same time when deductibles are being renewed. So what a horrible time to cut payments. So we had to deal with patients who um, they're using high dollar deductibles, right? And so we're, we're probably not going to get reimbursed for many of those first visits of the year because deductibles aren't being met. And then you add a 2% decrease. So that has been avoided at least until the end of the year. What a relief. Well, I'm glad you mentioned it that way, at least until the end of the year. So part of what went into this change is a proposal to increase sequestration when it does come back, um, or perhaps to increase it through 2030. So potentially making it longer that we have to deal with sequestration or making that percentage amount higher. I don't know about you. I, I don't know how they're ever going to do with do away with it. I think that it's it's going to be one of those things that's kind of lingering. Um, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, I I agree. I I think you know one of my my thoughts is is really just about advocacy, right? And staying involved on you know communicating with legislators about how um, as the AMA president called 
you know, this being an ill-conceived idea um, because it actually takes away from the, the capacity and the capabilities of some of the smaller organizations as well as the larger organizations, right? Because we're, we're relying on every single percentage point when it comes to revenue to, you know, have access to telehealth technology, um, to be able to hire the best providers, the best staff to care for our patients. So yeah, you know, increasing it. And, and I, I believe that it, it could possibly go up to a 4% decrease. Um, that would be a significant financial impact, especially to provider organizations who have a high payer mix of Medicare populations, right? Because I'll give an example, like cardiologists, they, they have a high concentration of Medicare beneficiaries. 4% of, of their income is pretty significant. Um, and it's going to impact our elderly, our, our sickest population. I agree. And I, I've also started to hear some, some kind of rumblings about social determinants of health as it relates to this, because when you talk about facilities who have single digit margins, which let's face it, that that's most of the facilities out there, especially post 2020, the first things that begin to be cut back are often community services, often charitable services. And so the impact that that has and the ripple effect that it could have in the community is significant. So I'm happy that they heard the voices of everyone and issued this extension on the moratorium, um, but it definitely raises concerns for what about when it comes back. And I think it also creates some questions in the minds of individuals who believe it or not, have not had the opportunity, um, I'll say it that way, to, to document sequestration in the past. There are new managers out there who have never seen that come through on an EOB and they don't know what they're looking for. Oh my gosh, you know, working with, with um, provider organizations, that, that's something that folks really need to take into consideration is what do you do when you get a sequestration cut? on a, a payment, right, from a Medicare, for a Medicare beneficiary. And, you know, some of the, the advice that I would give is to really understand how to read the EOBs. And Taya, I know that you've done a lot with CARCs and, you know, other adjustment code um, education, but looking and, and really analyzing that EOB, understanding where those adjustments are going to, to fall in your organization, and then documenting those adjustments using the appropriate just adjustment code. So adjustment code 253 is the code that should be used as opposed to just a typical contractual allowance code, uh, adjustment code, because guess what? If you're trying to track um, the amount of um, unrecouped reimbursement and in those adjustments, it, your information will be skewed if you don't have the appropriate adjustment code. Absolutely. I, I absolutely agree. And I think that one of the things that we definitely want to recommend to, to anybody who's listening in, um, definitely stay on top of legislation and those pending changes. Uh, when this one came through, it was down to the wire, just like so many of the other changes that have occurred. And 
you know, if you're not sure where to get that information, by all means, listen in. There's a lot of legislative updates um, that Kim and I have been personally involved in back in our days when we were actually going onto the Hill to yell at people and tell them about what we needed to see in the healthcare space. So it's something we're passionate about and, and we definitely enjoy talking about. So thank you so much for, for joining us today. Kim, is there anything you wanted to add? Well, I, I we do hope that you've got gained some knowledge of sequestration. We hope that you you can take this information into your organization and use it. We're definitely looking forward to staying connected and continuing this conversation. Um, thanks for listening. <laughs>